Hello, and welcome to Awesome Leaders, Lessons for Food Business Success, a podcast aimed at supporting the development and growth of women-owned food and beverage processing businesses in the Canadian prairies. Our guests include industry experts, as well as food and beverage entrepreneurs to provide knowledge, real-world examples, and inspiration. My name is Carly, and on behalf of the Awesome Program, I'll be your host today. In today's episode, we will be discussing the topic of food product development. When a business is envisioning the look and feel of their product, it is important to consider not just the design, but also the safety and quality needs associated with the food processing and packaging process. A product development team can provide expert advice on the regulatory requirements and designing associated with food products. Whether a food business is wanting to introduce their product to the marketplace, troubleshoot a problem, increase production, or customize a recipe, working with a development team will put a business on the right track to achieving a high quality and successful product. Our guest today is the director of a product development team and has assisted hundreds of food businesses in developing their products. Sarah Louie is joining us from Saskatoon, where she is the director of new product innovation at the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Center. Sarah and her team assist food entrepreneurs with the development of innovative food products. She works with a range of entrepreneurs from those in small and medium-sized enterprise stages to multinational companies. She has worked with a variety of clients from all sectors, including meat, dairy, processed food, plant-based food, sauces, jams, and jelly. Sarah has her master's in food science, over 20 years of experience in the food industry, and has developed over 500 products for the marketplace. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us today. To start us off, could you tell us about your role at the Saskatchewan Food Centre and a bit about what your department offers? My role at the Food Centre, I'm a director of New Product Innovations and my department, we do so much. Um, I always say our department is a magic where it starts. So what we do is trying to get the idea, the product idea to bring to a market in a faster pace and also helping the client not only to making a product, we try to bring them a step ahead which is what we do is we have uh, a group of people working together. We have chef and we have scientists that work together. We try to apply science to the real life and bring the product um, to the market and make sure the product is um, meet all the food safety, meet all the food regulations. So our department, um, uh, let's get a couple items that we do and help our client a lot. For example, sourcing commercial ingredients, ingredient make sure that we use in making product is um, available all year round or if it's not all year round, how you secure the product and every time produce product is the same and have the same consistency. And besides making product consistency, we also have to think about how to get the client to make money because you can't just having a product, you know, just so many steps or expensive ingredients. But we do use, if we do use expensive ingredients, how we make it consistent and taste the same after three months or six months in the shelf. So that is important. And also um, we offer, we have a group of staff also helping clients to do sensory evaluation that in the in-house sensory evaluation to test the product, make sure it's, uh, the product meet all the criteria. Great, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you guys definitely offer a lot of things in your department. I'm curious to know also why having a standardized recipe was so important. That is a good question. Um, standardized recipe, most of the time the client, what is standardized recipe mean? How about we start with that? Standardized recipe is just like, okay, I have a grandma recipe. 
that borscht soup is really good or making a cookie is really good. So sometimes you're learning from a generation to generation, you just eyeball it and you, you look at, oh, this is a texture I want. You know, the mixing time or texture on the hand is right. But how you go translate into a processing environment and make it consistent. And when the processing staff work on it, it's able to produce the same. And so beside the processing that we're looking at is the dice recipe is to make sure all the thing is weighed out. You can't have a pinch of salt to put it in because one pinch of salt, your pinch and my pinch is different. <laughs> and also one spoon and the other spoon is different, right? Lightly, to say, for example, you say lightly pat um, amount of brown sugar in the cup. So lightly pack your pad, your big bang and the small bang is different. So what we do, we weigh out all the ingredients by gram, by uh, by pounds or kilograms. And then we have uh, a spreadsheet to prepare. If you bump up the size, for example, making a 10 kilogram, now making 600 kilogram, how you do that? Because you can't count in how many cups and how many spoons anymore. Because if you're counting a cup, you know, you can make two cups in one batch, you know, now you're going to make a big batch, you have to wait, you have to count 40 cups, you know, just don't talk to me when I'm counting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> With counting, I'm losing all my finger and toes and I can't count anymore, right? Yeah. So we have to make sure everything consistent. So we weigh out stuff and also um, standardize the formulation, the ingredient that we use and also the processing. That is very important. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially when you want to scale up and go to that next level, you'd need that recipe. Yes, because consumer, when they go to a market, they buy stuff. Okay, yeah, I buy a, a container of salsas. I like it. Next time I want to buy it again because I love the first uh, experience. They want to buy it again to have the same experience. So how you make consistent? If they buy it again, it's like, it doesn't taste the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's how you keep the customers coming back because they want that same product. So I know you've helped develop over like 500 products. So I'm curious, kind of, what are some of the most common questions um, you hear when working with these people developing these products? Oh, the client bring out the idea they have and they say, well, how to have a consistency every time? How we go scale up from here, where we go and where, how to start it? And are we meeting all the food safety? I'm worried that if I'm going to make um, 100 kilogram and how long the shelf life are we meeting all the food regulations and where I can get label done um, is my label meeting all the requirement if I want to have a nutrients claim um, how I get there um, would you mind to remind I mean we fix I mean we find my formulations and uh, meet all the health claim I want to have more health claim in my product because they want to stand out but also, I have a reverse question for them. When they come out um, an idea, I always tell them, have you seen what is in the market? Do you, I don't want you just to produce something that is me too product because why people want to buy your product when there are so many products on the shelf? So if you say, okay, my product is organic or my product is you no, know, the fruit that I use is, uh, is grow from the farm and and I oh, I want to put a probiotic in this product there to enhance the health benefit. I have high omega three product in high omega three in my uh, product there to enhance the um, the immune system that kind of thing, something like that. You know, stand out and all product with a low, lower sugar, lower salt, something like that, and that will help to get yourself differentiated in the market. And also, my product is all using local ingredients. There's another one that is very trendy right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Great. And kind of on the flip side of that, what would you say the most common mistakes are or things to be avoided? That is another good question too. <laughs> so I I have two I can suggest, you know, mm-hmm. um, I can kind of talk about it. Um, some clients, they do have a very speci- specific recipe that from generation to generations. And the client, I have bumped into some client that they do not want any changes. I want mm-hmm. it to stay the same. I want the batch size stay the same. I will make a lot of mini batch in one day, make sure the product did not change. And so that is a challenge. And then, for example, um, for example, roast garlic. You know, you roast garlic, um, the client would do the home style that you will roast your garlic in the oven before you put in the product. Yes, that is a good way to do it. But only thing, sometimes you're roasting garlic, you over-roast it, you have some burnt taste, and the potency on the flavor is not the same every time. And also in the processing environment, every step you put in, you increase your processing cost, and that will be... Uh, a challenge because at the day of production you want to maximize the amount you can make in a day and every time it consistency. if you have uh, different roasting um, you know conditions and, and the clove of the garlic may be bigger sometimes sometimes clove of garlic is smaller then you have different amount of roasting taste too so for us we'll suggest the client use the roast powder roast, uh, roast garlic powder or roast garlic flavor in there so this way easier to scale up and cut down the processing cost by the ingredient that has been standardized already. So the other mistake I have, the client, is they want to put everything into one product. I want a product that is low salt, low sugar, low fat, um, high fiber, high protein, everything in one shot. Um, but and, and at the end, the product will be, um, don't have that much flavor. It's health. It meets all the health benefits. And, and a healthy mm-hmm. product, unfortunately, no taste, no, uh, no fat, no taste, no salt, nothing. Then what you're selling. So we can't have one product to hit all the market sector. You have to focus and say, hey, this time I just want to go out with a good product, have a good flavor, get my name out. And then the second line, I want to make a healthier version. I think that may be a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting is kind of like find your niche and what you're good at there. Don't try to do it all at once and mm-hmm. be open to all the suggestions exactly. that you guys give. Exactly. Sometimes the more thing you want, for some, I want low uh, sodium or low salt, low sugar or low fat, something like that. Every time you add in um, more criteria, the more challenge to get the product to have the same. Because consumer, they get used, they want to help, they want to have, uh, have the health benefit on the product. They want to have a healthier choice, but they don't also want to indulge in themselves. They want to enjoy it, right? For example, an ice cream, you know, you go into ice cream, you might as well have something as smooth and, and, and in the mouthfeel versus to, uh, you know, low-fat ice cream. Low-fat ice cream is, is good, um, mm-hmm. but it's not giving the satisfaction sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Personally. Yeah, no, totally. I agree with that. Um, so what would you say are some of the most interesting products you've worked on over the years? We work on so many things. Mm-hmm. Food Center, we help clients to make uh, cookie, salad dressing, jam, jelly, con- any condiment you look, you ask for. And then we make uh, uh, fermented kimchi and uh, meat product, dairy and non-dairy product, plants bay product. The most interesting, um, Food Center not only helping the client or, uh, in the food industry, but also help working with research group. There's one project I work with, um, it's, in the, it's an open topic, it's working with a group of um, uh, world organizations mm-hmm. to develop uh, a, a high-nutrients product for malnutrition kit 
that is in the A4A pier. And so what we do, we're using the Saskatchewan Grow product, which are pulses, to put in and uh, to make, and then also can eat, I mean, Saskatchewan, the oil, the, the high canola oil and flax oil. This way have the omega-3. And to put all the thing into a high nutrients dense product for the uh, people that they have in the development country, they are malnutrition kit there. We design a product to have uh, all the nutrients and fortification for it. So that one is a very interesting product and shelf stable. So they don't have refrigerated access um, uh, um, the shelf. I mean, they don't have refrigerated shelf and and so with a nutrient dense product ready to eat. And it's rewarding, rewarding to help people out like this. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that project. For my job, I really enjoy it. Is, um, part of it is my parents. You know, they, they have been um, struggled when I was young. And mm-hmm. I have, uh, uh, you know, my fa- parents, you know, they try to do some small business. But when I was young, I saw them, they have bumped into a lot of problems. And they, had, they can't find any help. And so when I see clients coming to the door, and I feel like, feel like you know, my mom and dad's just right at the door. So I really want to help them out. And also rewarding is part of it is when I helping kind to develop something and I walk in the store and I saw their stuff in the 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 product in the shelf. And that is really rewarding. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I feel that way too when we see some of the members that we have worked with and I go into a grocery store and I see their product. It's yeah, it's a good feeling. I definitely go to buy it. I want to try it all the time. So what we say is client is just like our baby. Mm-hmm. And when they when they walk out from our, our facility, they selling the product in the shelf. That is like a baby start walking. Yeah. And then later on, they they out from our facility. They have their own facility. I mean, I have clients that to produce product in our place, process in our place, and then they build their own facility. We say that they graduate from us. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Just like watching a baby grow. <laughs> At what stage in a business's growth do you typically work with them? I work with a uh, different stage. Um, most of the time, as a client, they ha- I have two different groups. One group, they have an idea. I eat something like this in Europe. I really like it. Can you help me to produce something plus with also Saskatchewan um, ingredient? And I have clients that, you know, they're making some product. For example, they have a grandma recipe. They don't know how to scale up. They come to me and then how to make a salad dressing, for example. Um, salad dressing is separate over time. So how we make it consistent and always stay in the emotions. So we help them out on those. And then we have um, clients that they're producing the product all the time. They change the machine to a larger batch and they, they have trouble. Their product cannot have the same consistency. So they want us to help out either change the ingredients or change the process and fine tune for them. So we help them out on those areas too. And then I have clients that they have their facility. They don't have the te- uh, science um, uh, group to help them develop product. Then they um, contract us to help out. So I help our client from pharma market uh, level to client that they have their own facility. Yeah, so it seems kind of any stage of business you're there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly. That's great. What would you say are some of the ways to receive product feedback? That is a very interesting one. Um, most of the time it's word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Client come back and tell us, say, hey, I go to a trade show, you know, the product go, uh, goes so well and disappear. Some people come back for four time and competitor come back to our booth and then taste the product four time. So they're wondering what is in there? Why is it like this? You know, they, 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 
they kind of worry, right? So they keep coming to to their booth and check why their product tastes so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is a a way to uh, get the feedback and rewarding, mm-hmm. and also um, sometimes in their website they have some feedback and then they share with me, and also help to. And sometimes they go to a store to do the store te- demonstration before COVID time. So they come back and tell me, this is what the clients say, and this is suggestions and all this stuff. So we will refine the formulation based on the feedback sometime to make it better. Mm-hmm. That's great. Which products would you say are the most challenging to work with? Right now, um, plant-based is a very challenging, especially the vegetarian. Vegetarian is the uh, people that they eat meat, but they also want to get healthier diet and so that as vegetarian they eat meat and vegetarian uh, food and because they taste the meat product and they want the vegetarian food just taste like the meat product too mm-hmm. i'm not sure have you tried the beyond burger or impossible burger yeah they look yep. like real meat yeah bleeding and in yeah. the past weekend food never bleed and now they want to mm-hmm. bleed right and they want to have the texture and the, and the flavor just and the smell look like meat so I have <laughs> recently we prepare a, a product that is a vegan product, and the, in the in the room there was like four people. Two people is a vegetarian; they eat meat. The other two is vegan, and and the and the vegan um, people would not touch it. They say smell and taste just like meat. Mm-hmm. So versus the other two, just say. Oh, I like it. I love it. <laughs> I can convert to vegetarian in no time. <laughs> so it's same. go back to the same problem. We can't get everyone happy. So you have mm-hmm. to decide you want to hit the vegan market or you want to hit the vegetarian market. There's a lot of little things. Yeah, that makes sense. So to round out our session today, I have two kind of fun questions I want to throw your way. These are just rapid fire. So... The first one is, what is a food product or a recipe that you make at home that you have just been loving lately? Oh, I have been trying to make a lot of different things. Lately, I'm trying to make uh, miso and kimchi and mm. Thai curry from scratch. You know, I Ooh, don't wow. want to buy the mix. I want to buy, I want to make it from scratch. You know, I got all the, all the funky ingredients and make it all together. That's impressive. <laughs> and I, I grow my scoby and make I make the uh, kombucha. You know, there's a, the mushroom on the top there mm-hmm. and then you tear open. I don't want to buy the scoby. I want to grow my own scoby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You sound like quite the chef. I'm not quite on that <laughs> level yet. My second question is, do you have a work or life kind of resource that you find helpful that you can share with us? So just kind of like a life hack, like could be organizational, wellness, functional. To keep up um, the, the food trends, I have to read a lot of magazine, attend a webinar and, and go to Instagram or LinkedIn or sometimes YouTube and Pinterest. All the media does help everything, to, um, what we do. Mm-hmm. Because without knowing um, what is in the trend in the market, and also what kind of ingredients available in the market, it's hard to make a more innovative product for clients, right? Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is whatever we, we earn or learn from different area, I want to enhance my client uh, product. For example, a client say, oh, I want to have higher protein in my uh, food product. Can you do it? And But I don't want this and this and that in it. So I need to find out what is out there, what is possibility. 
So mm-hmm. we'll try to take a shortcut for them, right? Yeah, so just staying on top of the trends and exactly. going to all those webinars and stuff. That's great. So just as we wrap up here, Sarah, where can people connect with you if they have any questions or just want to have a chat with you about the food product development kind of stuff? Yes. In our website, Food Center website there, um, www.foodcenter.sk.ca, we do have an info um, session. You can fill in the forms and then our communication director will set up the meeting because sometimes you're not only talking to me, you're talking to the processing director and that he take care of the processing. And then we have a twin school extruder, we have an ingredient scientist. So it depends on your uh, inquiry. So we'll pull different people into the meeting to help you out. And we also have a food safety group that help people to implement the food safety um, training and also program too. So if you fill in the form online, we will try to pull all the specialty specialists into the mar- into the meeting to help you out. And then for uh, quickly talk to me, sometimes email is the best. Um, I look at the email in the off hour time, and also in the during the off, in during hour too. But uh, phone call right now is very difficult with the uh, COVID happening. Sometimes you have so many virtual call. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the meeting or staff in my room, I can't even answer the call. Yeah. But and then we can also with the COVID, or also we can set up a virtual meeting time, and also after COVID we can have an in-person meeting too. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. This was super great and really insightful. I appreciate you coming on today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. The Awesome Program is an initiative of the Saskatchewan Food Centre and is funded by Prairies Economic Development Canada through the Women Entrepreneurship Strategy Ecosystem Fund. We are here to support women-owned food businesses through education, advising, and industry connections. Although we are based in Saskatoon, we serve members in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. For more information, visit the show notes or head to our website at beawesome.ca.